What's up, nerds? And welcome back to your weekly movie review podcast. That's right, you are locked in and tuned in to the 3FN Podcast. As always, we are coming to you from the 8122 Production Studios at Dragon Mastered Games. This week, we will be reviewing the brand new horror film, Evil Dead Rise. But before we can get there, I am your host, Rich. And the nerds, unfortunately, are not all here this week because, let's be honest, Diesel shan't be watching Evil Dead Rise. However, joining me in the co-pilot's chair, as he does each and every week, including during horror movies. That's right, he is the man that just this past week, not only did he read the entire Necronomicon, he did all of the incantations and kicked all of the Dead Eight's asses. Take that, Bruce Campbell. I give to you, Ron. And I was even using a Polaroid picture of me masturbating as a bookmark. Ooh, hi <laughs> That might have been what scared him away. Who would have thought that this whole time all you had to do is jerk off and jizz on the Dead Heights to get rid of them? I, I had no other way to go with that. By the way, if this is your first time tuning in, uh, yeah, yeah, that's how we like to do things. So uh, if, if, if language or jokes or things that can be possibly inappropriate, uh, trust me, we never cross the line of disrespect and we never cross yeah. the line of like insulting people because that's not what we do yeah. here but we do have a lot of fun <laughs> well you know because rich never tells me what the open's going to be because he comes up with it on the spot and uh, i literally have to try to make some kind of funny combat back but you know it's really good that way because then i had to make a comment back that's why we <laughs> went to the gutter real real fast you know so there it is and that's what we like to do here so if you're new here welcome to the show if uh so, sorry that a picture of a fat guy masturbating in a polaroid <laughs> set you off. please send all your hate to at red x 238 twitter oh you trust me you're gonna want to send that out at the end of the show if you guys listen to the other show but anyways with this being with that being said no if you've been joining us for a while you understand what we do around her and of course we move do we do movie reviews but we do other things of course show no since diesel's not here there is no diesel movie triple stuff also i want to put this out in the air early before we even talk about our weeks we are recording this on saturday april the 22nd so we are recording early that's why you guys are getting the masses are going to get it early you guys are getting it on monday instead of the normal day on tuesday and our patreons are getting it a day early as well on sunday because if you're on patreon you get it a day early uh the reason why we're recording it so early is because since i have a lot of things going on my car needs to be fixed on top of that a lot of time going on but on top of it diesel wasn't going to do this movie anyways yeah so it made no sense to wait me and ron had some yeah. time so why not just get it out there and get it to you fine fine folks so ron now that we've got that business out of the way how's been your week uh week's been okay you know work is work it's that you know that spring cleaning technically for the city uh so it's you know doing just stupid little stuff there uh our wednesday group we did meet and we did start uh dragon lance which unfortunately we got to put it on hiatus because one of the players is going in for surgery but we did play through the week and we actually when it's funny how when you play dungeons and dragons and things actually work out well when you're trying to figure out something and it's like we got into a situation where we were in a battle and the half uh ogre that wanted you know that basically started this battle came in and started doing his thing with his minions and we're just like okay we're level two level three you know like uh this this, this can go either really well or really bad real quick please tell and, me you guys leroy jenkins did oh we leroy jenkins did. the wizard ran up used thunder wave to knock over some of the the weaker uh minions there his his cronies and because i'm playing a, a half elf paladin uh, I use compel duel 
on the half ogre, so he had no choice but to come and fight me. And mind you, I was like, huh, this may or may not work very well because I'm only a level two. <laughs> and it worked beautifully to keep the wizard alive. And after I uh, took down, you know, took down a lot, of, a lot of the hit points off the half ogre, our little kinder rogue came up behind him and stabbed him in the back and i'm like this is exactly how this needed to play out and it was pretty epic <laughs> i'll just say every time you tell me about you guys leroy jenkins something i just <laughs> that's right but uh you know so that it, it was fun it was a fun time uh when you know when you've been playing the game so long that when things like that actually work out it, it makes it more fun and why you play games like that our friday group did meet this week uh we're working through storm king's thunder we haven't really gotten into anything deep because that game, that group is more uh, laid back, so there's a lot more talking, so it's hard to keep them motivated to move forward. So a lot of th- like, it's a slow moving campaign. Ends up being oh, a slow moving, and it, I've always kept that very, uh, very uh, lackluster campaign setting for everybody. So I don't really, we don't really move fast. So they, they got through the encounter without fighting, so a bonus. Yeah. I mean, I, even though I tried to trick them into fighting just to get just to do a combat. But, you know, it happens. Well, there's many different ways to play the game, yeah, and I'm yeah. glad you guys just have fun. And that's yeah, yeah. A, at the end of the day, getting together is, is probably the best thing. Yeah, know? yeah, that's all it is. We break bread. On our Friday group, we all break bread, and, you know, I make something, and we eat, talk, and, you know, catch up because we're all, you know, it's a big group of, like, seven people, and it's just, you know, we're all in different departments now. We all used to work together, and we got family members actually joining now, so that's how the group kind of... Uh, keeps growing keeps growing so it's it, good it's a, so it works it's good it gives a good excuse it's just like i've said about this podcast yeah. it gives me an excuse to sit around with my best friends whether it's here on the 3fn podcast or 607 tws with ken m i get to sit around with my best friends who i hang out with outside but it, even when life gets busy we still have yes. that like two hour time or so yeah. that we get to fucking sit around and chill and and have conversations and we talk before and after and it's it's just nice because like if we have time, we all hang out, but life is what yeah. it is. If work is, you know, sometimes work is busy for you or me or yeah. Diesel or all of us at the same time. So I've always just said that this is just cool and therapeutic and also a good excuse to hang out with my yeah, friends. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it also locks us in. You know, there's times when I think about just doing older movies because it's just like easier, like for people to digest, which yeah. is fine. However, then I go, man. If we just did older films, then it wouldn't give us an excuse to hang out on Thursdays. Yeah. And, and for the most and part, we hang out every Thursday. I mean, I missed a couple Thursday yeah, movies. Yeah, some, sometimes happens with work and all that stuff. But. No, yeah, right now I'm dealing with a senior in high school. Yeah. My kid's got his final lacrosse season, so that's got. there's a lot of games. Uh, I think there's a week coming up soon where there's like four games in the week. So that's going to be a little fucking hectic. And then, of course, it's a senior year. So, you know, we've already rented his tux for prom, but yeah. he's gearing up for prom. We're gearing up for like four different award ceremonies of yeah. March, of course, in that the actual graduation and then the week after his graduation is his his party so it's kind of like I, I keep making the joke, and Ron's heard this a million times, and, and some of you on patrons have heard it because we've gone into detail. And I've said it on this show before, but I'm just I'm just waiting for July first. Yeah, at July second, and I'm not because it's not like he's leaving my house or anything, but at least we don't have any of the fucking more planned shit out. Yeah, like school's over, like yeah. his party's done, graduation's over, celebrations are over, and yeah. then we can just focus on going back to actual like real life yeah. because right now it's just a fucking blur. Oh, it is a blur. So it's crazy, but I'm not complaining. I'm, I'm very happy and proud of it. No. Hopefully everybody listening had a good week last week, and I hope you all have a great this upcoming week as well, 
But before we can dive into the 3FN Movie Club review, which is Evil Dead Rise, we got to get some business out of the way. We got to hit y'all with some shameless plugs. Of course, if you would like to find out any information at all about the 3FN Podcast, it's simple. Go to 3FNPodcast.com. That's right. It's your one-stop shop for everything 3FN Podcast. All of our social media links are there. Uh, the Public link is there. The link to Patreon. If you want to get that extra bonus content, help support the show, patreon.com slash 3FN Podcast. But that link is at the website as well. While you're there, check out friends of the show, like the ODPH podcast. They're awesome. I'm going to add some more friends of the show soon. I got to do some more stuff with the website. Let's be honest. But all the links and stuff that are necessary, all the 607 TWS stuff is there. Me and Ken M from the ODPH do that every week. If you're into pro wrestling, make sure you're checking that up. It's moving up the list as uh, in the top 100 on iTunes in the U.S. for nice. wrestling, pro wrestling. So I'm very impressed by that. Thank you for the people who listen to that. Also, 3FN Podcast there. You can stream all the shows right from there as well. Big shout outs in the section called the Musical Directory. That's where the bands who let us use their music so we don't get those dreaded DMCAs live. That's, of course, our good friends. Shout at the robots whose song Fail Better you hear at the beginning of every 3FN because it is the 3FN theme song. Thank you to Shout at the Robots and all those other great bands. Make sure you support them on YouTube Music, Bandcamp, and Spotify. And last but certainly not least, there is a sponsor section. We're going to give them a shout-out right now because they help us bring these shows to you commercial-free every week. First of all, Dragon Master Games. For all your Magic the Gathering and gaming needs, visit them on the World Wide Web, DragonMasterGames.com. And without Dragon Master Games, there would be no show. Let's be honest, because they provide us with the 8122 Production Studios. Also, our good friends Rex to Rod's Auto Detailing. If you're in the 607 and you are you need your car cleaned and make it look showroom fresh, give them a call, 607-644-3389. Tell them the 3FN Podcast sent you when you're ready to put the prize back into your ride. Also, our good friends at Sci-Fi Horror Fest going down August 25th and 26th in Vernon, New York at the Vernon Downs Casino. They've got guests like Felissa Rose, Ken Foray, Dave Sheridan, and much more. There's still stuff to be announced. If you would like to find out for tickets, guests, vendors, all that happy stuff, go to SciFiHorrorFest.com. And last but not least, the official energy drink of the 3FN podcast, Dubby Energy. That is D-U-B-B-Y. And go to Dubby dot gg for your energy needs and of course put in that promo code 3fn pod at checkout to get a 10 percent discount link is in the description to the podcast and it's all at 3fnpodcast.com Yeah, baby. I, I like feel like it. I did that one good. You did it amazingly. I love how I do that live. Somebody was asking me why I have that re- reaction. Because you know what? Every week is a struggle, <laughs> man. You start thinking. You, and get, you get sidetracked. You get sidetracked. I, ooh, shiny. I do that all the time. Oh, my That's God. That's my problem. Then, like, you guys That's why I don't do any of that. Because I've messed it up so much in the beginning <laughs> that you guys just said, yeah, don't bother. You did it on purpose so you didn't have to do any of it, ladies uh, and gentlemen. I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah, on purposely by accident. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just going to throw it out there. Usually we do Diesel's movie triple stuff here, but Diesel's not here. Yeah. And plus, we're recording on a Saturday, so the box office figures aren't in only estimates and on top of that upcoming movies i think that uh if i'm not mistaken next week we are going back in the way back machine uh, uh decided cliff? yes cliffhanger yes. cliffhanger will be next week's 3fn movie club so 30th Sweet. anniversary of the sylvester stallone classic cliffhanger we'll be uh doing that here on the 3fn podcast next week because uh all the new movies coming out are not for us no. that's what happens but the week after that 3FN uh, Movie Club review will be Guardians of the Galaxy 3. That's right. Volume 3, which, of course, we already have up and ready to go. We got the tickets already. We're yes. ready to go. We got the showing going. Ken M got us all in line. Yeah, Make sure gotta, we all got tickets. I got to see if uh, 
my friend wants to go. I don't. She's been joining us for the last two, so I don't know if she's going to oh, join we'll us. We'll have for, to see because yeah, I know tickets might be hard. Look at I, that. Look at that. I list. know. I, I, I'm, right. I'm going to counter out on this one just because she hasn't watched the other ones. Friendly reminder for all those of you at home listening to us right now: if you haven't gotten your Gardens of the Galaxy tickets yet, and uh, you are in an area where it could possibly be sold out, or the theater you want to go to is sold out. Uh, go and make sure if it is now and make sure you get those times up because uh, we definitely have friends that are in the New York City area good, shout oh, out to yeah. our good friend Dre Driven brother uh, he always has you know down there in the New York area it's a bitch to get fucking tickets I believe it's, it's a nicer it's nicer up here in upstate although movies like this will be packed so. yes well since we're skipping right on past the Diesel's movie triple stuff with that it is now time to jump right in to welcome to three events movie club Refreshments are available in the lobby. And please, keep our theater clean by disposing of trash in specified containers. And remember, gift certificates are available for any special occasion. Enjoy the show. That is right, it is now time for the 3FN Movie Club Review. The reason we're all here, and of course... We are doing the brand new film, Evil Dead Rise. And if uh, this is your first time, like we said earlier, listening to this show, or if you just need a refresher, do not worry, we will not spoil anything. We break the 3FN Movie Club into two sections, a spoiler-free section and a spoiler-full section, if you will. So in this first part, there will be no spoilers for the movie. As a matter of fact, what we'll be talking about is like the stats of the movie, who made the movie, who stars in the movie, and then we'll give a spoiler-free thumbs-up, thumbs-in-the-middle, or thumbs-down recommendation for Evil Dead Rise. Then we'll take a break. Once we come back from the break, we'll give you one final warning before we jump into the spoiler full review of Evil Dead Rise. And then, of course, we'll give the scores around the internet. We do that by playing the game. And last but not least, giving our scores, the nerd score and my critic score at the end. So there's plenty of time, if you have not seen it, to just get the spoiler free portion. And we'll let you know so you can stop the podcast and come back and join us when you've seen it. So... Are you ready to talk some Evil Dead Ronald? Yes, let's go. Let's talk about that that pesky Evil Dead movie. And uh, let's start off by talking about when it was released. It was released on this past week, April 21st of 2023. It's got a runtime of 97 minutes. The, bu- the budget of this movie was $15 million, and through the preview, which was Thursday, and the first opening on this Friday, because we're recording on Saturday, those are the only two nights that are in, it made an estimated $12 million. No, so it should make its money. But. It is, well, yeah, it's $3 million away, but it's estimated to now go on, because obviously it's Saturday and Sunday, and we're just going to give you what the estimation is out there. Right now, I've seen the estimation between $20 and $30 million for opening weekend, which is a success, because if it gets closer to the $30 million mark, it's going to double. I think it's going to get closer to $30 million, and here's my reasoning why. On uh, preview night, it only made a little over $2 million. So that means Friday it made $10 million. So I'm assuming yeah. $10 million on Saturday, and probably another 5 to $8 million on Sunday. I can see that. I think that's all reasonable, by the way. These are all conservative. It could do way better. Maybe Saturday blows up. Who knows? But I mean, no, I mean yeah, I mean, it sounds like a, a solid uh, run for this movie. And Evil Dead movies never made a shit ton of money. Um, so this moving forward, like it, if it makes it doubles its money, maybe they will continue. 
Absolutely. I'm hoping. I, I well, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, I, I, I was going to say something in real. That's why I might. But I do, I, I do, I do enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, let's go on over because, like every movie, man, I got a story to tell. These are the uh, spoiler-free uh, synopsises from IMDb. Ooh. There's only two, by the way. Oh. One of them is the generated by IMDb, Ooh. and the other one is actually written by New Line Cinema themselves. Ooh, I like so, both. Okay, right. <laughs> I so haven't heard of them. I like let's, both. Let's, let's, let's go. <laughs> So IMDb says, a twisted tale of two estranged sisters whose reunion is cut short by the rise of flesh-possessing demons, thrusting them into a primal battle for survival as they face the most nightmarish version of family imaginable. That's a pretty accurate. That's actually way more accurate than I thought it was going to be. Let's see how New Line sells their own movie, shall we? Uh, New Line wrote, moving the action out of the woods and into the city, Evil Dead Rise tells a twisted tale of two estranged sisters played by Sutherland and Sullivan, whose reunion is cut short by the rise of flesh-possessing demons, thrusting them into a primal battle for survival as they face the most nightmarish version of family imaginable. Of course, obviously, as you can tell, the New Line version went into the IMD version. Yeah. They just cut out some of it. Yeah. Uh, so I think those actually, that's probably some of the better synopsis that we've gotten while doing I mean, they get you with the taking it out of the woods because if you're an Evil Dead fan, you know it it's always takes place in the woods. Yeah. This even, is the even, first one. even the games. Yeah. This is the first time. Then we're in a high rise. Legit. <laughs> Legit. All right. So now that we've gotten the synopsis out of the way, let's find out who made the movie. Who made this shit? That's right. First up, by the way, director and screenwriter for this movie. Director and screenwriter Lee Cronin. So he did okay. the script and he was the director. And here's the thing. It's going to make my job easy because all the movies he's done, he's written and directed. Oh, nice. So all of his writing credits and all of his directing credits are the exact same. Uh, the first movie Lee Cronin did was Wilbur and Anto in 2004. Uh, he would later do Ghost Train in 2013, which was a pretty big hit, I remember at the time, as far as for the horror community. And then he really stepped the game up because a lot of people loved this movie uh, in 2019, The Hole in the Ground, which is a psychological, like you could kind of see the elements of where he'd be good at writing The Evil Dead and directing The Evil Dead from Hole in the Ground. I think you should see it. Okay. it I, 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 I did actually enjoy Holding the Ground. Maybe sometime I'll do a review. Maybe okay. after you see it, we'll review it. Just, uh, But I did like it. It is a little more elevated in that That's elevated fine. horror style, but it was it's not, not, still creepy as shit. Not elevated like A24, right? No, no, no. It's still <laughs> creepy as shit. Alright, so that's going to bring us to the director of photography on this movie, and that would be Dave Garbett. And Dave has not done a lot of movies. He's done mostly TV shows, but he did start his career on a, a smaller movie called Blessed Are They in 2009. Now, all the rest of his credits were either really small movies that nobody's heard of for the most part, maybe some hardcores out there, because it's not it's across different genres. Yeah. However, you would remember most of his TV shows that he worked on, or miniseries in some cases. So I'm going to list those off, because we usually don't, but this will kind of give you a clue of how this guy's uh, photography style is for the movies. He was uh, did six, epico- sub, eh, six episodes of Spartacus in 2012. Okay, He did... 14 episodes between 2015 and 2018 of Ash versus the Evil Dead, which yeah. probably got him the job. Yeah. And last but not least, he did four episodes of Sweet Tooth in 2021. Sweet Tooth was good. Yes. So I, you could definitely see from hearing that, painting a picture of his uh, yeah. director of photography I can, style. I can see you it. You can kind of see where the movie was shot, how the movie was shot, yeah. which I, I'll be honest with you, and this is not a spoiler, very well shot. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, 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 yeah. so very good and job for enough, Dave. Enough Evil Dead uh like views, Easter eggs, Easter and eggs stuff. and views uh, of like how the, the was the old school way too. Yeah, Dave, Dave Garbett did yeah. a great, great job. Now that we're past the people who made the movie, it's time to find out who starred in this movie. For the love of God, will someone please punch me in the face so I can see some scars? All right, and this is a very young cast. Very. Much. When I wrote this cast, I know. I also want to point this out. It's funny the three people who were in the opening segment, which I'm. 
I'm not going to give, I might give them a shout out in a second, but I'm not going to do the deep dive on them because they weren't in the movie for a long period of time without spoiling anything. Uh, that doesn't mean they die. It just means that they yeah. weren't in the movie that long because it's not who what the movie focused on. Uh, they were ahead of everybody else yeah. on IMDb, and they weren't even in a lot of movies. So, once again, I kind of like this kind of young new cast. Yeah. So, starting off, we'll talk about Lily Sullivan, who plays Beth, who is the aunt in this movie. Uh, she made her movie debut in a me- movie called Mental in 2012, and she was on the show, well, miniseries, if you will, Bark Skins in 2020. Okay. So, that's where most people know her from. Uh, next up, Elisa... Sutherland plays Ellie. Uh, she started her career in The Walk in 2001, and then she was in The Devil Wears Prada in 2006. Oh, that's, right. that's right. So next up, though, is and once again, I'm going to give her some TV things because these are pretty big TV slash miniseries shows that she was in. Vikings from 2013 to 2016. Remember okay. on the History Channel? No, I remember Vikings. I never watched it. She was in. She was in that, and then she was also in the TV adaptation miniseries of The Mist in 2017. Oh, that's right. I think that was like eight episodes, yeah, six or so eight episodes, something like that. I only watched like the first two. <laughs> yeah. So she was in that as well uh next up we're going to get into the kids in this movie and i mean kids because i think all of these are uh, all these kids are sub 20 in the movie like, yeah i don't know how old they are in real life i didn't do that i didn't look into that but i know that they're all sub 20 in the movie first up uh, is uh gabe gabrielle eccles who plays bridget she was in reminiscence in 2021 that's the only other thing she's done this is her second ever movie sounds about right it's pretty awesome uh next up was probably the most uh the the most uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Experienced actor in this entire movie, believe it or not. And that would be Morgan Davies, who played Danny. Uh, he was in Green Fire Envy in 2008, The Hunter in 2011. Uh, the Girlfriend experienced the TV series in 2017. And there's a bunch of other smaller projects that he has done as well. I do want to point out, and this is, you know, obviously I think that this is tremendous because I didn't know this until I looked at the IMDb. Uh, Morgan Davies, transgendered uh, actor. Yeah, very good too. Uh, so right. if you go back and you look up uh, his work, obviously you'll see that you know some of them were done under a different name. We, we, we don't dead name on the no, show, no, 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 yeah. so uh, just so everybody knows. So uh, Morgan Davies, great job in this movie too, though. By the way, and then probably my all star of this movie, believe it or not, Nell Fisher, who plays Cassie, who's the youngest girl. She's only done. She did a small TV show, like a small like one or two episode TV show. The only other thing she's been in is North Spur in 2022. So she's very new to this business, and man, she killed it. In this no, movie. she's like out out of all the young actors in this one, like she stole the show for me. Yeah, I, I agree with that. So uh, very good by all three of the younger actors. Uh, very good on the other two actors because I mean Alyssa Sutherland, of course, is the mother. And if you've seen the trailers, you understand the mother yeah. is the one that gets possessed. Yeah. So she had to play two different roles pretty much, and I think she killed it. Yeah. And uh, Beth, I thought she oh, you Beth know, played by like, Lily Su- Sullivan. Yeah. I think she did a good job as yeah. well. So I think all five of the main cast members of this movie did phenomenal. Uh, giving quick shout outs real quick, and like I said, I'm not going to dive into the weeds on any of these actors because once again all pretty small time not saying that's a bad thing but hey i think that everybody had great performances in this movie believe it or not uh Marabi pease played a character named Teresa. richard crunchley played a, a character name sorry they didn't give the character name from caleb and then of course playing uh the character of jessica was Anne marie thomas or Anna Marie Thomas, sorry. And so that's going to be like the round out. There's other people who played very small roles throughout. Uh, so shout outs to them as well. But uh, pretty much you focus on the five main actors in this movie. Yeah. Well, Ron, that is now going to bring us to our spoiler-free recommendation. And, of course, we give it a thumbs up, thumbs in the middle, thumbs down with a spoiler-free why. Ronald, you get to go first. What 
is the recommendation you are giving Evil Dead Rise and why. All right, this one, I'm. it's going to be thumbs in the middle. And the only reason why is because if you're not into the horror aspect of things or uh, Evil uh, Evil Dead franchise, like, you just, you're going to have to miss it. And that being said, I do want to see where they go with this universe of Evil Dead, so I do want to see it make it a sequel. Um, so I really hope people do go and see it. Um, it is an entertaining watch, and, like, that hour and 97 minutes... Or that ninety-seven minutes, that hour and a half, in and out, amazing. Like it makes this movie an extra point for me. Um, but it is a horror movie. It is has, and they do go over the top with the blood and the kills, like most Evil Dead movies. So therefore, if you're worried that's going to bug you, that's why I put it in the middle. Not because I don't like it, just because it's 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 a, it's a genre. Yeah, well, here's the thing. I will say this. With any genre film, just getting it out of the way to not affect the score, with any genre film, I will say, if you do not like horror films, if you're yeah. like Diesel, yeah, you shan't be watching this, or you shouldn't be watching this. I know we always say shan't because it's funny, because yeah. it's just something we say in our person, but you shouldn't watch this movie. Yeah. It is over, there's over-the-top gore. Yeah. There is very brutal depicted violence in this movie. If that makes you skittish, if you yeah. do not like horror movies, it's full of suspense. It is a horror film at the end of the day, through and through. There is some one-liners in this film, but for the most point, this movie is a straight horror film. Yes, yes. Like, so, like, there is not, it's not yeah. like one of the dark comedies that you no, make. No, it's not, it's not like Renfield where, like, the gore, the aspect of gore and over-the-top violence was more video game-esque. And it was also uh, done for humor. And it was done for humor. Like, that's not this. This so that's movie why I, is done for fucking terror. Yeah, that's so, that's why I put my thumbs in the middle. And, and we I, we said it on to, to our patrons, I'll say it again. We told Diesel after seeing this movie that, because uh, he always asks, because he'll hear describe it but we said to diesel after filming or seeing this movie that we're glad we didn't take you You would have ran out in the opening segment yeah you would have 110 percent ran on the opening segment so now that's going to bring me to my recommendation i have two different ones if you are just like you know a normal like a horror fan that likes horror it's not your number one thing or you know evil dead was eh, you know, whatever to you I would just say, so the average, just like an average casual horror fan, I would say it's the thumbs in the middle. You could wait to see this, and it's because it's not going to you know, affect your world. I will say this, though. If you are an Evil Dead fan, if you liked Evil Dead 2013, even if you liked the original Evil Dead, they'd have a lot of like nostalgia plays in this. Listen, my thumbs up is only to go to see it in the theater. And I'm going to tell you why. I'm, uh, this is not spoiling anything. They did a really cool thing with the audio in this film. Yes, they did. That you're, you know, you might be able to recreate if you have a super expensive, like, home, like, sound system, but you'd have to have one of the more expensive ones that has, like, eight fucking speakers or whatever. Because there's times in this film where, like, a fly is flying. And what they did was it was playing, it would go from speaker to speaker to speaker to speaker. So it's never playing in the two speakers at the same time. Yeah. So it literally would sound like it went from your left ear to your right ear. And then it would be, like, your left ear further down the theater than your right ear further. Yeah, uh, like, like it was flying around was, your yeah. head. It was like flying around you. They, the fucking sound that they did in this movie was phenomenal. Yeah. And it's the one reason overall to see this at the theater. Now, I'm not saying it's a bad movie. Not giving it away. I said I'd say it's a thumbs up. But I think if, you, if you're if you a big time horror fan and you like Evil Dead or you just like really good fucking horror movies that are like gory and fucking brutal, this is a movie to see in the theater only because of the audio. Yeah. If not, I would say thumbs in a million. You could wait. I, I, I know I'm going to catch some shit because I know there's a lot of people who really, 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 really love this movie. And that kind of gives it away that I might not really, really, really love this movie. I will still say, though, I love what they did with the sound. Oh, yeah, dude. It was amazing. I was going to wait for that for a plus. Yeah, we we'll, talk, we'll talk about it. We'll still, 
we'll talk about yeah, it a little right. further. I just wanted to yeah. kind of get out of there. It just doesn't spoil anything. It was just neat. Yeah. Like the voices, because this is fucking yes. Evil Dead. So like when the demon voices are going on, yeah. it sounds like one's talking to you across the room and one's like right next to you. Yeah. And it, I like I said, if you have a super good surround system, you might be able to recreate that in your house, but you have to have one of the expensive ones. Yeah. You're not going to be able to get away with one of the cheap ones. Yeah, and well, fucking well, my little four speaker one subwoofer right. one that and I got it, that I never use anymore. By the way, nothing against that. No. But it's just not yeah. going to recreate what you hear in the theater because that was definitely done on purpose and kudos to the sound engineers on that one. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, thumbs thumbs in the middle overall for the casuals, for the hardcore fans, and for people who like love cinema, especially like me and Ron. Yeah. This is a must to see in the theater. Just for that aspect alone not to say the movie's good itself but like that is that is just like another bonus if you're like a cinephile if you will go to the theater to see it well that's gonna do it for our spoiler free section we are gonna take a break you're gonna hear from one of our great uh, friends out there in the world of podcasting when we come back from the break though we are gonna jump into the spoiler full review of Evil Dead Rise together we can make a difference that's been the sign-off for everything Livestream for the Cure related ever since the event began back in 2017. Hello everyone, my name is Nick and I am the host of the Livestream for the Cure, an annual charity event to raise money for the Cancer Research Institute for immunotherapy research for a world immune to cancer. And over the past six years, we've made that difference together. Amazing listeners, amazing viewers, amazing podcast partners and content creators all coming together and we've raised over $70,000. But this year, we're going to make our biggest difference to date and we're going to raise $25,000 for the Cancer Research Institute. Tune into the event at twitch.tv slash livestream for the cure starting May 18th as we're joined again by podcast partners and content creators from around the world to help the Cancer Research Institute crush cancer together we will make a difference you don't look so good mom oh, nothing a big old hug and kiss from you won't fix open up now like a good girl that's it Come on now. Do it for mom and dad. And that, of course, is a clip from The Evil Dead Rise as we are back from the break to dive you right back into the spoiler full review of Evil Dead Rise. Um, So, this is your last chance. If you have not seen the Evil Dead movie, if you have not seen it and you do not want the movie spoiled, we are going to play a spoiler alert here in a second. And on the other side of that, we will be talking spoilers. So you've been warned. This is the time to pause the show. Stop it. See the movie. Come back and hear it. But if you've seen the movie already or you don't care about it being spoiled, this is your time to shine because we're going to jump into the spoiler full review right about... Now, and of course, uh, the spoiler full review is going to come at you. We're going to basically do, we're going to go through the movie a little bit. We're not going to go scene for scene. We basically go likes and dislikes and then uh, wrap it all up with the game and of course our scores. So uh, let's just say this. One of the likes of this movie, 
We'll start with the likes because we usually like to start with the positives. One of the likes of this movie definitely is the way this movie opens. Uh, I've said it before and I'll say it again. 2023 seems to be the year of the hot open, Ron. Yes. The year of the hot open. Every single movie we've seen so far pretty much opens hot. Yeah. This is no exception. As a matter of fact, I think this is one of the more pretty awesome opens to a movie period. Yeah. First of all, we get a scene where we're on what appears to be a lake, and it is the classic Sam Raimi, uh, you know, spirit demon coming through the, you know, the the fucking vision coming through the lake. Like, you're like, oh, shit, we're opening hot, man, opening real hot. Although we then find out it's just a fucking drone. Yes. (laughs) I love that they toyed with us there. That was cool. Yeah, that it, was super cool. Yeah, and the way it's going through, it's definitely you know the camera, the first person camera view that they've used uh, in other Evil Dad. So you're like, you, you really feel it's just starting right into it. Yeah, it's just fucking amazing. So we we go on to find out that there's three friends here at the cabin. Uh, one of them is uh, Caleb, who is the boyfriend of Jess, who is not feeling well. And then Teresa, who is the friend, or I think cousin of, of yeah, Jess, technically. Cousin, so she says cousin. I think she says cousin, I believe. So she's not. we find out she's not feeling well. We find out that, that, that Teresa does not like Caleb. She goes up to the house, the cabin, and we see that, you know, basically uh, Jess is laying in bed, and she just looks like she's sick. And that's where Teresa kind of tries to get the keys to the car and, and then leaves. But... Somewhere in there, she doesn't answer. She's like, well, you better wake up soon because I'm going to definitely drown that meat bag in, in the in the lake. Yeah. Where she gets a maniacal laugh from Jess. She's like, are you awake? And then <laughs> nothing. Oh. So she she sits down and is reading a book. And the next thing you know, Jess starts, sits up in bed, not facing her, and is re- reading the lines of the book. Yeah. And even after she shuts the book, she is still reciting the yeah. lines of the book, mm-hmm. which is pretty creepy. That was so. very creepy. And then she fucking vomits all over the place and looks like she dies. Yep. Before then, coming back to life, and this is the why we're bringing this up in full, scalping, grabbing the back of the ponytail of Teresa and scalping, ripping her fucking scalp off from her head. Yeah. It was disturbing as shit. Just, just as bad as the Terrifier 2 scalping. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then we get a shot, not like the demon shot, but we get a first-person shot, so you're assuming that it's Jess going out to where Caleb's still fucking with his drone. Yeah. And no, it gets turned around. As he turns around, and we see it's Teresa with fucking blood coming yeah. down her head because she is fucking, like, scalped. And she. And then now we see Jess who throws the scalp on the fucking dock. Yep. Yeah. And it's like, oh, shit. Before grabbing the drone and shoving it into her own face. Yep. And falling into the lake, to which Caleb goes to save her. Bad mistake. Bad mistake, because then you just <laughs> see bubbles, you see blood, and then his head comes launching up on the deck. Yep. And that is where we get the scene, if you've seen the trailer, where, and you guys wouldn't have known at the time, but that's where you get the scene of uh, the the girl coming out of the lake, which would be Jess. And that was a cool part, because then yep. you just get, the t- instead of a title card, the background just says, it rises with Ethel Dead Rise. Yep. And then it goes, cut, smash cut. To like a dirty nightclub, and it says one day earlier. (laughs) So we're like, okay, so we started at the end pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. So that's when we get introduced to Beth, and she is a tech for a band, and uh, she is taking, (laughs) she is pissing on a toilet taking pregnancy tests. That is how you meet Beth in this movie, and uh, judging by her reaction, she is very muchly pregnant. Yes, and she's not, and she's not, she's not happy about it. No, not at all. So the next thing you know, we get transported to this apartment where we get introduced to Ellie, Bridget, Cassie, and Danny, and Danny, who are all in the apartment. 
and uh, we find out they're a family. They're a family that's together. And that's what I like about this movie opening hot. Like, this is all happening in the first 10 minutes of the yeah. movie. We don't get a long dialogue disposition. We don't get this long, you know, bullshit, whatever, whatever. We just get the story revealed to us as we need to find out the story. And I've, I've been digging that lately, so that's one of my likes of this movie. Yeah. And that's the only reason I'm bringing this up. Because then Beth comes to the apartment unannounced. The kids go out to get pizza and shit. So that's that's literally how we get everybody together. Yeah. And the kids, uh, when the kids come back, there's an earthquake. Yes. Destroying up the, the, the garage a little bit. Yep. And revealing a vault, Ron. Yep. A vault. And Danny, in true male fashion, drops down and goes searching. Goes searching. Teenage boy fashion. Yeah. Goes searching. And ends up finding what we know is the Necronomicon and also some records. <laughs> <laughs> and he just happens to be an in-house DJ. And he just happens to, yeah, that's what we find out earlier. He does like a lot of DJing. He has his whole setup. Yep. So he takes all of that stuff, puts it in his book bag, and goes back upstairs. And that's when the fun begins because, you know, he obviously plays the records. And on the records is the demon incantation yep. that releases the demons. And we get a cool shot of the demon, like, coming down city streets in Los Angeles. Yep. Cutting, slamming open the doors. And as the mother is stepping out of the elevator to do laundry, the fucking thing just slams her back into the thing and... It's a pretty good real scene. We don't get the tree rape scene, which I was all right with, but we did get her the elevator strung. rape scene. Yeah, well, it, it, but we never see it go up the skirt. Uh, no, that's true, but it, but it's uh, it is it it's almost you, implied. Ready though? It gave you the feel of the original yes. without actually having the thing right. go up the skirt. Yeah, and it and yeah, it did. So I kudos to that Easter egg is all I'm saying. And then from there, the fun begins. Uh, this is where the horror filled stuff begins. I mean, we get a lot of blood and gore, which is going to be one of my things. Uh, when we go into the full-on likes, because throughout this movie now, it becomes a survival movie for the kids. Yes. And Aunt Beth against uh, the mother, who is now killing some of the other people who live in the building, <laughs> uh, just like the original Evil Dead, yeah. where the bridge got knocked out. No, no, no. Here, the bridge doesn't get knocked out. The staircase, and they're on like the sixth floor, gets knocked out. Yeah. So they are slaves to being stuck on the sixth floor of this building. We do find out there's a fire escape, but you have to break into an abandoned apartment to get to the fire escape. Which never happens, by the way. No. <laughs> which was going to come up later. Trust yeah. me when we start talking about likes and dislikes. And at the end of the day, uh, through a bunch of horror shenanigans and gore fest, uh, Aunt Beth and Cassie make it out alive. And then we'll get to well, how the movie ends later. Because that's going to be a, one of my likes here in a second. Yeah. That's just basically the rundown of the movie. Nice hour and 37 movie tied up in a nice little bow. Yeah. And good to go. Uh, so what I liked about this movie, let's jump into the gore. Um, I thought this movie was one of the goriest films I've ever seen. True. And I'm not complaining about that. No. Uh, I thought that they did some really cool effects. And uh, we'll get to some negatives when we get to the negatives, because there was some. But uh, we got to see somebody scalped. Yep. The makeup effects on uh, Ellie, the mother, who's also the demon, were fucking cool. I did dig that. Yes. We saw her bite one of the neighbor's eyeballs out. Yep. And then regurgitate it into another one's mouth. <laughs> and, and kill him that way. Uh, there was some off-screen stuff, you know. Uh, we got to see uh, the Bridget lit on fire. Yep. We got to see Bridget, you know, stabbed with a bunch of stuff. We got to see stizzers up a nose. Fucking, yeah, Bridget eating glass and it oh, going, that was swallowing crazy. it down her and see it poking out as she's swallowing it. Because oh. she's trying to kill what's in her stomach. Yeah, I got to kill the little buggies in my stomach. It's fucking crazy. Dude, it, was like, it, was, it was really creepy, really good. Uh, so I loved all the gore. I loved those horror effects. I like the makeup effects in this film. Very suspenseful. Yes. Like when we're talking about settings of horror films, I always talk about suspense and and you know 
in this movie hits it. Yeah. Like they build up suspense so well because what you know, a lot of times for this movie, there's a good portion of the movie where they're barricaded in the apartment and then Bridget gets, you know, has gotten infected a little bit. So there that's you know, rearing its head inside while also Aunt Beth is trying to figure out with Danny what's going on with the records. Yeah. And then we're just getting scenes through a peephole. Yeah. Of Ellie in the hallway where she's murdered people in the hallway. She's in the hallway. She's fucking crazy. And it's kind of one of those interesting, fun things. You yeah. know what I mean? So we end up with all that being done. And, of course, Bridget's going to then turn Danny. And now it's a race against time because Ellie gets in the house. And now they have to get out. And it's like they do this good job of building suspense. And then even after that, when we get to the, the parking ramp and the thing is chasing them, which we'll talk about yep. in a second. Uh, you end up with the suspense of them being stuck in the car. Will the gate open? Can they get out? Like they did a great job of building the suspense, and the atmosphere is great because yeah. this is a rundown, high-rise apartment yeah. that's getting condemned. Yeah, and everybody's got to get out. They got well, like less than a month or something. Yeah, she's packing. They're talking about it. Uh, we also find out in the meantime that her husband has left her and the family. That that gets that gets talked about because you know obviously Beth is too concerned about herself. You get that she's kind of selfish in a way, yeah. and she wasn't there for. Well, you should have just called me. I did, and then there's messages. And, yeah, and it's just like. But again, they reveal this throughout the movie, and I thought that that is, is, is ingenious. Do you have anything you want to add to the likes? Uh, it like we did say the audio. Like you, uh, when you're in the theater, why or listening and watching this and listening to this, like there's a lot of little scurries. And it literally goes down the side of half the theater and it, it moves to the theater, you know, because it's just like they just scurry and it just seems like they're getting farther away from you. But it's all, like and when it's on your right side, it's on your right side. When it's on your left side, it's on your left side. And like that, like that hit really hard. It takes help with the suspense of everything because you're like, oh, shit. You, you, you started looking like you started you, like I, I started glancing on the left side when it was a little, like is something coming over from that way or, is, you know, just in case um, the the. Other the little bit a lot of movies you know you, we call plot plot armor the movies. This movie has said things that lead to the plot armor, but it makes it suspenseful enough to where it's not as bad. So I, I did enjoy that. But you, you a lot of people would be like, oh, this is plot armor the movie because literally the cat in the duct was just there just to show the duct that got used later. Like in like it just like everything just like the gate when the kids came back, the gate didn't want to open on the first click. It opened on this third click. Same thing happened when they were leaving. Like it, it's all things that they just wanted to show why things weren't working. But because of the suspense in this movie, the plot armor shit that most of the time we bitch about wasn't that bad. So that's agreed. I agree with one hundred percent what you just said. Yeah. Uh, I thought that they did a great job there. Let's talk about what else I thought. I thought the ending of this movie was really good. Yeah. I thought they built a lot of suspense up to the end. Yeah. And also, it is one of the goriest yeah. scenes you'll see in a horror movie. So, at one point in Juncture, while they're trying to escape and they can't get out of this exit, uh, we see she ends up shooting Ellie. But then the kids start digging into their mother. And we don't ever get to see what's happening. No, we just get to see something that's fucking crazy. Yeah, because she gets... Well, in the, one, in the third record that Beth listens to, it says uh, decapitation and uh, complete... Uh, dismemberment. And, and dismemberment. So when she's got the boomstick, she, you know, uh, the leg gets shot off, the arm gets shot off. So then all of a sudden you see the kids come out of the room after they're being possessed and they're just uh, digging. Like, and you're wondering, like, why are they digging into her? 
And that leads us to like something we don't get to see. Yeah. And they end up in the elevator, Ellie and Cassie. And Cassie realizes the reason the elevator doors keep opening and closing is because there's keys stuck yeah, which, in the, the thing. Yeah. Which is from earlier, she was trying, her mother was trying to pry out the door when it gets yeah. stuck with keys. So that's why it keeps opening and shutting. Yeah. It's not the demon. Nope. So, but, but, but the suspense there is we completely, I, I, I forgot about the keys hitting, landing because they didn't show you, they show, show the keys fly and, or drop, but you don't think. When you're in this movie at this point in time, you don't think that's the keys keeping the, the elevator door. Going. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So after they get inside and they're they're scared because something's happening that you can't really see. They, yeah. they know something's coming. They try to hit the things and the elevator fills with blood. Yeah. And after that, it gets to... And I love how they shot this. Yeah. The elevator's getting full of blood. This being is now on top of the elevator trying to get them. Yeah. Because we see the arms. That's it. And then you look at, at the camera pans... To where the weight capacity yep. of the elevator is. And all of a sudden, the elevator cord snaps, and the yep. fucking elevator crashes, and it busts open. And it washes out Cassie and uh, and Beth. And, <laughs> and uh, only I can explain it is The Shining. Yes. It's like the tidal wave of fucking blood coming out of the elevator in The Shining. Only it flushes two people out. And now they're completely covered in blood, obviously. And, of course, both of them end up being... Not all right, I should say, because they're both injured, but they're yeah. they're alive. Yeah. So they make it out to the car. They get the car started. What started on the first try, which is yeah. normally a horror movie, whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they and they end up the the buzzer for the longest time wasn't working. So the door opens. We know that this thing because we still haven't seen it is out yeah. there. But the door opens and they go to drive. And of course, because there was an earthquake and the, the garage was damaged, the car's stuck in a rut. Yeah. And so they do give them that. And as they get out of the car, now we're starting to get glimpses of what this has become. And then finally, when we see it, it looks right out of John Carpenter's The Thing. Yeah. It is the three of them basically in one human. Yeah. So it's one thing with three heads, whatever amount of arms and yeah. legs. It looks kind of like, like I said, a spider-like thing. Yeah. Just imagine it from the movie The Thing. And as we as we see what's happening, this thing is chasing them. And earlier, we, for whatever reason, have seen multiple times this fucking, uh, uh, what is it, uh, the, the, the grinder. Yeah, the, the wood chipper. The wood chipper, thank you. Yeah. And we've seen it a couple times, and you're like, that has to come into play. Well, it, it, the old man, that's his work truck. So Yeah, but you know, it's got to come into yeah. play, right? So it does come into play. So at one point in Juncture, it goes after Cassie, but Ellie gets uh, tries to get a chainsaw and go after it, and then it yeah. grabs her, and it turns on the fucking uh, machine, and the machine starts going, and it's going to try to wood chip her, but Ellie's gets it shut off so it yeah. can't do that and then they go after ellie again but that gives Beth Ka- time. Cassie and Beth. yeah Ka- yeah but sorry yeah sorry i said yeah, ellie yeah, right yeah, yeah. so they go after cassie yeah. and that gives beth time to get the chainsaw yep and she then proceeds to start chainsawing the shit and blood is fucking going everywhere everywhere it's a, it's the first person point of view from like every evil dead yeah. covered in blood like, oh, yeah. yeah like. And in the meantime, Cassie turns on the chipper again. So now this thing is being fed into the wood chipper while being chainsawed. So now there's blood coming not only from the chainsaw covering Beth, but it's shooting yeah, <laughs> out of uh, the fucking yeah. wood chipper. And it's fucking everywhere. everywhere. Like, for whatever reason, and I'm not complaining, every no. Evil Dead movie has a scene where there's raining blood somehow. No. And this is that fucking scene, and I was happy with the scene. Yeah, I, I was good with I was happy with the scene. So, meanwhile, Cassie's kind of like in the wheel well of the machine, kind of tucking her face down. Shit is just going down, yeah. and we finally get to the end of it. And, of course, when Ellie is possessed by this demon, because she, she is, 
she says like mean nasty things but you know oh, yeah. to her sister and so she brings back she calls she calls her a groupie yeah. Even before she was possessed, she did. But now yeah. she says it in more of an evil way. Yeah, using, you know, you're just sleeping around is basically yeah. what she... Yeah. So she does it again. She's like, you know, take care of it, but you can't, you fucking worthless groupie, because yeah. it's just the head. She's like, fuck you, and she, she yeah. fucking sticks the chainsaw into the head <laughs> and then flings it into the fucking Why don't, the, why the don't you spread your legs like the groupie you are? Ah! Yeah, so you get that one file talk shit from the head that's still alive <laughs> before it gets chainsawed through the head and chucked into <laughs> the fucking wood chipper. <laughs> it, it was the, why don't you come down here so I can blow you a moment? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. So... After it, after it gets done, uh, now you got the, our two our two characters covered in fucking blood, yeah. and they just fuck off. And once again, this is gonna be the logical point that we all run into every horror movie. Like, how do you explain that? <laughs> like, when you go out in the street and the cops find you or whoever, wherever yeah. you go, how do you explain that there's people dead? You're covered in blood. Like, it's yeah. not gonna work. But once again, that's not what we're here. We're well, with about your fingerprints on the chainsaw. So, but it's, <laughs> that doesn't end the movie. No. Next thing you know. It's we're assuming it's the next morning, like that, because obviously this is happening at night, yeah. and they start talking about dead before dawn as always. So I'm oh. assuming when they defeat them, because there's some light in the the, the garage yeah. when they're defeating the monster. I'm assuming it's daytime. So with that morning, we get introduced to somebody coming out of their apartment, and it's Jessica. It's Jess that we yeah. talked about from the open. And Jess goes down, and she lives in the same building. And she, because she's on the fifth floor, she gets to take the stairs and doesn't notice that the stairs are fucked up above her for some reason. But the elevator wasn't working, so she gets to the bottom, doesn't pay attention to the elevator was smashed or the blood that's all over the fucking lobby because there's fucking blood everywhere. It's not like it gets cleaned up. I, that's the weird part to me. Right. She opens the fucking doors, and she's going to her car while FaceTiming her friend Teresa, her cousin Teresa. And talking about, hey, I'm on your way, even though she was trying to get out of the trip. Teresa was. And then we get the scene of, once again, the demon vision. So it's like from three angles, attacking into her. She screams because she discovers the blood at this point in Juncture 2. But yeah. then the, the demon possesses her, and that's where the movie ends. And you're like, ah, that explains the open. Yes. So basically, the continuation, we know the Deadites got out. Hence, Ron saying about a, a sequel. Yeah. They leave it open because the Deadites got out, and Jess kills the two people she's with. So that means... She's still uh, around as the Deadite. Yeah. So, and they're back in the woods, by the way. So, interesting. Yeah. Uh, so, I like the ending. How did you, you feel about the ending? I was fine with the ending. Yeah, because it, it, it brought it around. Um, it was solid. I mean, it was a solid Evil Dead movie, uh, and it was a solid horror movie all the way around. Um, I really think the uh, uh, cast there for the young actress that she is, actor or whatever term that you need when she decides to use when she gets older. Uh, it was amazing. Like, like I get you. Sometimes young kids they don't deliver lines well. I think she delivered everything she needed to the way she needed to. So I, that gave me a major plus in this movie. She was a highlight for me for yeah. sure. Uh, once again, I thought the acting in this movie overall was good. Yeah, I thought it was very good. I thought everybody delivered the roles. Like I said, my all star was Cassie, but yeah. right behind her, Beth and Ellie. Yeah. And that's what? not taking anything away from Danny no, I, or Bridget because they both did a great job too. Yeah. But I don't think that it is yeah. as focused on them. They, they as were well. they were a little flat on a couple things, but that's not. I don't think that was their fault. For the moment, once again, yeah, that's what I'm gonna get into because let's talk about negatives. Because I just want to drive piggyback off of the negatives. I don't think anything was the actor's fault, but I do think there was some writing issues here. Yeah. And here's my issue. Once again, we're in a horror film where I found myself giving a shit about most of the characters. Yes. And I think that this has become a thing. I remember this is why we ranked Megan a lot higher because we cared about the characters. Yeah. And it makes a difference if you're caring about the characters, like. 
I cared about Cassie, but did I care about Cassie because, like my Andrew, her acting was amazing. Yeah. But did I care about her because the story told me to care about her? Or did I care about her because she was like an eight or nine year old little girl? Well, it's both, I think. Because especially when you first meet her, right. she's making a, 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 a Staphany. 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 Which, which is basically which is, a, 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 a... A spear that she's putting in the head of one of her dolls on her. By the way, we forgot. In the gore factor, that goes through her sister's mouth yeah. at one point and not the back of her head. <laughs> and uh, like the scissors that went through the nose... You know, she had in the beginning, but she hit him because her mom's like, oh, you better not have my scissors again. She's like, I don't, mom. And she slid him on it. Like, By the way, a- there was the old metal scissors, yeah. too. And <laughs> like I said, this is this movie's, like, in most situations, Rich and I would be sitting here saying, plot armor the fucking movie. But for this, the way that they did it, it's not wasn't bad. Like you just oh, you just knew that it was going to happen. But I feel like with the writing, I mean, the writing for the most part was good because of that portion yeah. of it. But I feel like it never made me really care about the actors. Yeah. Like Bridget, why do I care I, about Bridget? I, I didn't care about Bridget. Why at all. did I care about Danny? As a matter I, of fact, Danny kind of is, is almost portrayed as a villain in a, in a little bit because he's the one that goes down there. He's the one that plays the fucking record. Yeah. He's the one that starts this whole fucking thing yeah. off. All because of why would you climb into a fucking creepy ass fucking hole in the ground after an earthquake when there could be after? Well, because it's a vault, and he thought they were living in an old bank, and he was trying to help his mother out by finding something worth money. But the the human skin covered book? Well, you know, I'm just throwing it out there. I get you. And by the way, the cantation isn't even on the first record. So he listens to the first record, finds out this is a whole evil book before putting the second record on, and the cantation gets spoken. Yeah. Fucking, it's it's so it is what it is. Once again, I get it. And like I said, I'm not even talking about the plot armor. I'm just like. He's kind of, a, it's not that he's unlikable as a character, but that should make you unlikable. Yeah. And the fact that he doesn't get a brutal death, he basically gets. Oh, no, he got the easiest death he, of them he all. He gets stabbed in the arm with and a the knife. Bicep, and, and it doesn't even, they don't even close up it. And he gets thrown up on. And blood and, thrown and, up then, on. and I think, I do think he does get a chest shot too. But Maybe. It's, a, but it's, only, it's only one stab in the arm and in the chest and gets thrown up on. Yeah. So it's not like, in, in, first of all, you, you started this whole shit. And yeah. in most horror films, you get it the worst. Yeah. But no, not here. Uh, so anyways, so that, that kind of bothered me a little bit because once again, I wanted to be more emotionally attached to these characters. Yes. Like, really, you think you should be emotionally attached because Beth is pregnant when all this happened. Even at one point, uh, her sister, when she's the demon, points out that, uh, oh, I'm going to eat your soul. And then he goes, oh. she starts sniffing the belly and she goes, ooh, two, two souls. <laughs> so it's kind of interesting. Like, like, so you're like, oh, you know, but they never really make you feel bad that she's pregnant. No. Like, you would think that, oh, man, she's trying to save the baby, too. Never really referenced. No, no. no I... Never I, really I, referenced. I, I, I went the other way. I think oh, yeah. I, I think she was like, oh, yeah, Please think, eat the baby. Please eat the baby. Well, she was there to get... Basically, yeah. have her, her sister help her get an abortion. Yeah. That's yeah. what she was there. They they don't say it, no, but, but it is that, heavily implied. That's what it, that's what it was going to be. And, like, there's help no, me fix something again, yeah. is how she puts it. Yes. And, and that's exactly how she puts it. So, she, like, she was like, well, you know... Hey, Once again, it. that doesn't bother me. I don't care that that's the point, but, like... You would think at some point in Juncture it would come up that, man, I'm fucking preggers. Yeah. And not, maybe I don't want the baby to live, but it should affect something. Like, I mean, she has one time during the movie, she has stomach pains. Like, yeah. And, like, like, but not never again. Yeah, like, it and, only affects her one time when she's talking to, to Cassie in the bathtub scene yeah. before she hits the fan. Yeah. And it's like, it, it was like she put her uh, fingers around the her chest and all that shit or down in her stomach area and it looked like the freaking Naruto seal <laughs> that she was about to do because she was about to rip that kid out oh yeah I absolutely think so I mean yeah, it might have visually looked amazing yeah but I'm just saying like there's no like even with that being pregnant like you as the viewer even if though she doesn't want the baby's storyline you as the viewer should still be like oh man it's a pregnant woman yeah 
And it you never feels like that. No. Like even like the people you meet in the beginning Be- of the movie, you don't have enough time with them to fucking care about them, so it yeah. doesn't fucking matter. Like so I, and I know this is just me, but like the horror movies, when you have like a feeling and you're following a character or following a family, I feel like they're so much better when you're invested because yeah. then you're on the edge. You know, the suspense and the atmosphere was great, but I think it would be even more suspenseful if we literally cared. Yeah, you, you, and I don't think you do in this movie. No, you like the floor that they're on has seven people, <laughs> and you don't give a fuck about any no, of them. No, the, the the brothers or whoever they, I think they're brothers. You know, come in to try to get Bridget to go watch all the all Nightmare the, and Elm Street movies, yeah, with them. all the Freddy movies. Because you know, in, in even the, the bad ones. Even the, the bad one ones. guy's like, "There's no bad ones." <laughs> That's a lie. That's a lie, kid. Part but, five. <laughs> whoa, but uh, it, it's yeah. You, know, you don't feel for any of the characters really. Um, the oh, I lost train of thought, but with the characters, uh, like Dan, like you said, Danny is, is the villain through all this, and yes, I get they they think they're on a church. You find out it was a vault for the church or in a bank, but it ends up being a vault for the church, mm-hmm. and then a bank just happened to be on top of it at some point in time, or it's what they just saw. You know, you know how the church is; they they lie about things anyway. They do a good, like I said. Well, well I should say because you kind of mentioned it. They do in the likes. They do do a good job of, even though normally you would say plot armor, they do do a good job of letting you know that there's reasons for it. Because yeah. when she's trying to figure out and she's listening to it, there is a part where the person, uh, the priest that's was doing the stuff, goes, "We need to get this to our vault." Yeah. So therefore, yeah, there you yeah. go. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Which so it makes you know what? Once again, there's a lot of cases of plot armor, but I think they did a good enough job of explaining shit yeah. that the plot armor kind of goes away a little bit well, in, in a lot of licenses. One, one of the other drawbacks to this is, I think all the best lines were in the trailer. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Every best line, like there wasn't, well, there wasn't one or two in the in the movie. Every one that you saw, like in the best, my favorite one is "Mommy's with the maggots." Now I've been saying it for two months now. You know, like that, like that one. You know, I don't think you needed the show Cass and Beth's little. You'd be good at as a mo- as a mom because you're good at lying as lying to kids. Yeah, you don't. But, like, you, you shouldn't have put that in the trailer. Uh, this is another case where I think the trailer gave too much away too, yeah. because like the the more of the plot we just mentioned wasn't in the trailer. But if you watch the trailer, it does outline the movie. Yeah, all the way through. Yeah, pretty much. I mean. Once again, there's certain things you wouldn't have known, like that that scene where she's coming out of the water. That's not Ellie. That's yeah. not the main character. That's in the opening, yeah. uh, you know, whatever. But at the same point in Juncture, you still watch that and you go, man, I saw most of these scenes in the trailer. Yeah. Like the more brutal, like even in the Red Band trailer, you see the scalping. Yep. Well, you see the aftermath of the scalping. Yeah. So you know it's coming. It's just, it, they're, once again, I think they've gone too far with trailers. Yeah. Like you're not talking people in the door if you give away the fucking whole movie. Yeah. And I think that that's another negative here. I think they did a lot in that ad campaign. Uh, my biggest negative, though, has nothing to do with the movie. My biggest negative was I think I went in with my bar set a little higher because yeah. there's people, and I don't read reviews uh, because I don't want anything spoiled before I see a movie. Yeah. But my but. biggest mistake in this movie is there's people I know and I'm friends with that got to see this movie early and were very like, oh, shit, this movie's great. Yeah. And like I watched it, and I'm like, oh, it's good. But it wasn't great, no, not in my no, opinion. No, like, no, I can throw that up front. So I think that was the biggest, and that has nothing to do with the movie. So I'm not taking anything away from the movie, but I think that was the biggest negative. Is there any other negatives you want to throw out there before we kind of move it on? No. I, 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 I mean, we covered most of it. Most yeah. of it was just not caring about the character yeah. so much. Uh, once again, everything else I thought hit the hit the yeah, right pace. Yeah. I, the fucking gore level was up; it was nice. Suspense level yeah. was good. Atmosphere was amazing. Yeah. I loved it in the high rise. I liked that they took chances and gambled on that open, yeah. and, and then the closing, which could have been construed as cheesy, but it, no, still brought, it, it, it brought it full circle, in my yeah. opinion. So I, there's a lot of things that I think that they did very, very well. Yeah, very, very well. 
Uh, there's just a couple things I wish, you know, once again, if I had more feeling, like even if you go back to the original Evil Dead, you have feeling for those characters. You, yeah, go, yeah. you go to the 2013 uh, requel or whatever you want to call it, uh, the Evil Dead 2013, yeah, I, I you actually care about those characters. I got to like, rewatch that one. I don't remember it. I, I, I remember going to the theater to see it, and you you love that movie, and I'm like, I don't remember it. Oh, man, I love that movie. So but I, I got to rewatch though, it. You, you, you care about the characters, though, because, you know, you have Ashley, who's a fucking drug addict, and yeah. she's going through it, and that's why all her friends are there. Yeah. So at the end of the day, they do care about her. Like, mind you, some of them are pissed off at her, which is normal. It's real. It's natural. Yeah. You know, there's other layers of these characters but by the time shit hits the fan you're like fuck this is pretty cool you know what i mean yeah. it works so you actually cared about the characters you care about ashley your main character and in this movie you're just like Ugh. yeah i'm with you you know th- th- that's the biggest thing i think was missing and i think that's the biggest contract in my opinion for this movie but it is now even though we s- we're recording early there is still some scores, Ronald. So you know we have to find out what the scores around the internet are, and that means we are going to play. It's time to play the game. Time to play the game. <laughs> that is right. It is time to play the game, and of course, because Ron's playing by himself, it is modified. Now, Ron is your reigning champion. However, if he doesn't win here, the title changes hands. So, basically, how we're going to do it is Ron has to come in with the modified version. Ron has to come within five points above or below the actual score that is given to get the point. If he gets three points, he wins and retains his championship. If not, Diesel wins the title in absentia. I will give you clues. Hopefully, I you know I, I might have to gift you one because I gave Diesel a huge clue the one time on accident. Yeah, that's fine. Whatever. So, here we go. Are you ready to play the game, Ron? Let's go. All right, first up, IMDb out of 10 using points. What did they give Evil Dead Rise? All right, I'm like, in all honesty, I'm hearing good things about this movie. So, uh, 7.1. 7.1 is your guess, and you get the point 7.5 out of 10. Oh, shit. Nice. Next up is Metacritic. And Metacritic is a percentage out of 100. I can tell you this it is not as high as a 7.5. Well, it would be 75% if yeah. you wish it over. What did uh, Metacritic give you, Old Dead Rise? Uh, f- 62. 62 and... Shit. Just missed it. 69%. Damn it. 69%. Next up, Rotten Tomatoes critic score. Remember, this is critics only. Out of 100%. And I'll tell you this. It is in the top three scores. So that means it's above... What would be a 75%? 7.575 if you train to order percentage. What did they give Evil Dead Rise? Rotten Tomatoes critics. 79? You're going with 79 and... You just missed it. 85%. Oh, Jesus. I didn't even be that high. 85%. <laughs> All right. I guess Rot- I'm losing this one. Rotten Tomatoes fan score. You already got the clue that it is that one of the top three highest scores for this movie. I ain't going to tell you which one it is, though. <laughs> What is it out of 100%? Oh, fuck off. Uh, guess we hit 85. You're going to go with 85? By the way, smart guess. It was 83%. Okay. One of the rare times that the critic score is actually higher than the fan score. Uh, that doesn't happen too often oh. over at Rotten Tomatoes. All right, that leaves us with the final. You have to get this right to retain. If you get this wrong, Diesel is your new champion. Google users out of 100%. What did they give Evil Dead Rise? 89 you're going with an 89. Are you confident, Ryan? No. Are you confident that that's going to carry I, you to the championship? I, I, it can't be 98. It can't be. Okay, so you're saying 89, yeah. though. 89 final answer. Yeah, 89 final answer. All right. Ron, 
I have to tell you that. You are the champion. 91%. Okay. 91% yeah, yeah, yeah. on Google yeah, users. Right. <laughs> I, I, I wanted to build that uh, no, the suspense. suspense there. No, By I, the way, during this show at all, if you heard like noises, it is because our studio is in a game shop and there is a Magic the Gathering 2K going on yeah, currently. So. I just want to throw I didn't. I should have said that earlier, yeah, but yeah, it's fine. fuck it. You know, we are in a working games. game shop. If you can't handle that, you know. <laughs> well, now that we've gone around the internet and given the scores, we've given our spoiler full review. There's only one thing left to do, and that, of course, is to give our scores for Evil Dead Rise. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Of course, we are going to give you our nerd scale score followed by my critic score. And the nerd scale is simple. The nerd score is a score that is a recommendation score that we base off of uh, what we think critically of the movie plus entertainment. Which means that if it could be a critically bad movie, but if it was super entertaining, it will raise it in the nerd score and vice versa. Uh, of course, there's only five levels with no half points or anything for the scale, and the scale is as filed. A one is a no. That means it's a terrible movie that you should never watch. A two means uh, you've been warned, which is, means it's not quite a terrible movie, but it's also not good, so you've been warned not to watch it. A three is, ah, it's good. These are the average to good films. They're not essential to see in the theater. They're not essential to add to your collection. If they come on to a streaming service you have, go ahead and give it a watch. It's not going to be a waste of your time. It is a good movie, but it's nothing that's going to blow your mind. A four is just take my money. These are the very good to great films. These are films that are kind of essential to go see. Spend money on them. Go see them in the theater. Add them to your collection. You might like them enough to watch them uh, on some kind of a schedule. These are essential films that you should go see. And last but certainly not least is the rarefied air, and that is certified nerd in the five slot these are the legendary films these are films like jaws jurassic park and so many more that when you think about them you go man these are the creme de la creme these are the movies that we are here to see and these are why we love cinema you're gonna add them to your collection in the whole night it's it's fucking amazing right all right ron putting you in the hot seat first what is your nerd score and why for evil dead rise all right after talking about it and seeing the movie and digesting everything here i i I, i'm giving it a three it's good. It's good. It's good. That being said, it's a three because it is a horror genre with the extra caveat of the gore and all that stuff. So if you can't handle that, you're not going to really want to see this. I would anybody that is a fan, I would really hope would go see this in theater so we could possibly see where this universe goes because I really think it's a good universe. If they keep the writing the way it is and keep going. I go. I would like to see a part two. I would like to see what happens in the woods. Um, even if you link, you know, Beth and cast somehow end up going on a day trip and it's the same cabin i don't even care it's that cliche because that's basically what evil that is anyways is bad cliches i'm good with it um so it's just shy of a four because of the caveat of it being a horror movie and the extra gore so you know i if you're a fan of it if you're a fan of evil dead you know go see it and the plus part is you know they really didn't link in you know uh bruce campbell really so you know you don't have no ash you know there which is fine um, but you know, there is Sam Remy that sent him a message saying, get in shape fatty, you know, cause we're on this roller coaster again. So who knows, maybe they're trying to link something together, it, but it's also Sam Remy playing jokes with 
Bruce Campbell. They've been friends for years, so who knows? <laughs> well, they didn't explicitly say that this wasn't part of that universe. No. As a matter of fact, I think that they're going to try to tie it in somehow. I don't know if that's going to be the return yeah. of Bruce Campbell as, as Ash or if it's going to be uh, something different. Yeah. Uh, but I do think that it's in the same universe. I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and I'm not, I'm not upset with it. No, no, way. no. I know you're not, but I'm just I'm just wanting to clarify well, that. Or, also clarifying the fact that Bruce Campbell and Sam Raimi were executive producers of this yeah, film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah which, is, which is fine. But, uh, you know, who knows? Maybe, maybe it's their way of killing off Ash finally and passing the reins. I Because, you know, Bruce Campbell, he says it. I'm getting older. It's harder to do it. Why would I want to do it? Granted. Once yeah. again, you could also use him as the old sage to tie it together. Yeah. True. Where he really doesn't have to do much but tell them what they need to know. Yeah. Like, I'm done. I'm getting out of here. You know, fuck it. Even do the scene where he doesn't die. Where he's just like, fuck this. I'm too old for this shit. But here's what you need to know before yeah. I go. And I'm, then I'm, I'm good with it's it. Your, it's your fucking problem now. Have a good day. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm even fine with that. Yeah. Uh, so I agree with you there. I would like, I'm also going to agree with you and say it up front. I would like to see where this franchise goes. I would like to see another, a sequel to this, see where the story plays out. I think it was good enough for that. Period. Um, Here's the thing. This movie was really hard for me to grade. I I agree. Because on one end, I liked a lot of what I saw. Yes. The acting was good. The atmosphere was good. The the suspense was good. The gore was great. Uh, Like the horror parts of it because of the goriness was good. It was where it was supposed to be. As you know, I'm a fan of these things. However, with that being said, there's just certain things that for whatever reason while watching this movie, I couldn't overlook. Maybe it's because I had a higher expectation, which I'm kind of upset about and I hate doing that. Maybe I'll rewatch this movie after it's out. You know, because I, I intend to, this is one of those movies where I'm going to watch again when it comes out. I might go to see it in the theater if my kid really wants to go, but I'm definitely going to give a second viewing this. So my score, but I don't know if my score will change that much seeing it again yeah, so I close. I, but I will, will see it when it comes out on home video. Or I shouldn't say home video. I'm making, <laughs> we're aging ourselves. When it hits digital and fucking streaming, right? I will see it again just because I, you know, or maybe maybe a weighty year and see it again. Just because I, w- I want to get a fresh eye on it when I'm not whatever. But... So I got to admit that part of that isn't a play on this movie. I'm, you know, so I was bouncing between. And I think I got nailed my critic score where I want my critic score to be at. So where my critic, this is going to be one of those times that sometimes, you know, I go in my gut and I go, you know what? I'm going to raise it a little bit for the the um, uh, nerd score. Yeah. And then there's times where I'm like, whatever. I think I'm going to really just go with my critic score to where I place this because I have usually like a point value mm-hmm. if you will where some things are on the cusp yeah and then where they're guaranteed like really pretty much if you are a movie that is like a seven in from a seven to an eight ish area you're gonna be uh, just take my money pretty much anything that's above it like an eight to an eight and a half is on the wire of whether i might give you certified nerd eight and a half is a guaranteed certified nerd kind you know in, in a lot of ways yeah the seven is kind of plays that role because a six and a half is definitely uh, eh, it's good, and a seven I have rated some things as certified or not certified. Just take my money at a seven, and I have rated other things just as a three because I'm like, well, it's a high end of that, and it's the low end of the other, so we're teetering the line. With all of that said, I'm going to say this: I am giving Evil Dead Rise a three on the nerd scale. It's good. It's good. It's good. <laughs> It's a very good movie. My critic score is a 7 out of 10. Okay. So it's on the cusp, literally on the cusp of yeah. being uh, just take my money. It could be. It may change to that upon me watching again. Yeah. There was just some things in the movie. Like, I think my biggest hiccup in this movie is I never felt attached to the characters. So it reminded me of movies like uh, Final Destination and Saw. Yeah. 
where we're watching a movie that you're like, it's just basically a way to watch people get killed and dismembered. Yeah. And I'm fine with that. Don't get me wrong. I love the Final Destination movies for the kills. They're not great movies, but they're fucking great in the kills. I love the Saw franchise, as you know, Ron, better yeah. than most, because I love the way they come with the kills. But let's be honest, the story suffers for that, yeah. because they never really make you care about anything. As a matter of fact, usually the person being tested is an asshole. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're rooting against them any fucking way. Yeah. So it like defeats the purpose of like making you feel bad for something. And I think that's what this movie kind of in a nutshell does. You never really go, man, I really am tied to this kid. The only person you're tied to is Cassie. Yeah. And a lot of that is, yes, she does the role so well, but that's, she because does the role she's so young well. Kid. She's young. She's between eight and 10 years old. So yeah. like as a 40 year old man who is a father, I go, man, I would, you know, I don't have a little girl, thankfully, but it's ingrained in you to be like, oh man, I would do anything to protect yeah. this little girl. Like the other two kids are 16 or above, you know, between 16 and 20 somewhere. Yeah. And I'm not saying you don't give a fuck about your kids. My kid's 17. I love him to death and I'd do anything for him. But at the same point in juncture, if he was dumb enough to jump into a hole, go into a vault and get a fucking book, it's on him. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's on him. It's on you, bro. Bruh, it's on you, bro. you, bro. It's all on you. You know what I mean? That's how it, that's how we're rolling. Or, like I said, I know, I, know I, I didn't raise an idiot, so you shouldn't be doing this shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I said years ago, forever hanging off the side of a cliff, and I'm holding on to you. We're both dying. By the way, the greatest moment of the Candyman requel, and we I know me and you both talked about this because this is why one of the things that won us over was the scene where she's in the fucking uh, laundromat and she opens that basement door and she goes, oh, fuck, fuck no, no. and yep. closes the door. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah, that's exactly. what I'm talking yep. about. That's why I, I want horror movies like that because we've seen the goddamn cliches. Yeah. And this movie fell right into it. So that just knocked it out of being great for me. I know there's probably going to be a lot of people disagree. That's fine. We all have different opinions. If you love this movie, that's fine. I just told you I'm on the cusp of it being in one of my favorite uh, movies. But yeah. I don't think it was better than Evil Dead 2013, which I will give a certified nerd to. We haven't done it officially. That. We haven't done it officially. You'll rewatch it. We'll do a review of it on Patreon. I promise that much in the near future soon. And then we can give it official. But I'm telling you right now, I give that movie a certified nerd. I, I remember going with my buddy to see it, and I don't remember much about it. And I don't know why. Get ready for blood, gore, disgusting, and th- that's another thing in this movie. And I, maybe it's unfair to you know put them together because they're not technically direct sequels. But I know that they did it in the vein of that movie because yeah. you can tell there's a fingerprint there. And there was things that they did in Evil Dead 2013 that went too far. And in this movie, I feel like they you could feel them pulling it back. Okay, I get you. I.E., and I mean I love cats, but I.E., when she gets up in the thing, why, why that cat doesn't get fucking huffed across the room dead is weird and become a dead-eyed itself. I don't get it. This should have been. And I'm just saying. It, that makes no sense. That, yeah. that, that fucking thing's a killing machine, but it lets this cat live? I showed him how to get in the apartment. Oh, okay. So, quid, par- quid pro pro. I'll let you uh, live. Well, I mean, who knows? Maybe dead-eyes are scared of cats. Maybe. You know, you know, that's why Ooh. they're always in the woods. You know what it reminds you of? Uh, what was that movie? Sleepers. Yes. I really that yes. Stephen King movie yeah. with the with the mall, the rat people, if you will, yeah. and the they're fucking terrified of cats. And you know, fucking spoiler alert for a fucking almost probably damn near close to thirty year old film. Uh, it's got to be fucking close, right? Uh, uh, but anyways, uh, the cats. The cats are what wins the day. Yeah. But Stephen King loves cats. Yeah. Remember, Cat's Eye was a Stephen King thing. Yes. The fuck, man. I, actually, I love cats too. So I, I ain't knocking it. I ain't fucking knocking it. Yeah. I can't believe I remember Sleepers. Uh, <laughs> I think it's the name of the movie. Uh, yes. Uh, what year? Is it Kevin Bacon? No, I no, no that's not that. it. There's many movies named Sleepers, unfortunately. I could be wrong, but we'll get back to you on that one because that's going to do it for the review of Evil Dead Rise. Uh, 
thank you for listening to that. If you have a differing opinion, hit us up on the social medias, hit us up on the, the email address, however you want to do it. You can find all of that, plus all the information for the 3FN Podcast in your one-stop shop, 3FNPodcast.com. Remember, for everything you need to know, whether it's the Patreon link, Public link, uh, social media links, friends of the show, all the uh, shows that you can stream from there, and so much more, 3FNPodcast.com. Uh, I know I'm, I'm kind of getting you off kilter no, here. Uh, I'm going so yeah, we're good. We're good. Are we're you good? good? Are we're you good. ready? I'm ready. Ron, you are on because you have some business to take care of. One out of 10 stars. This movie should be, should get a zero star wasted. After 10 minutes of watching this movie, I got bored. One out of 10 stars. Harry Potter just sucks people. By the way, you know why you're not going to find it? Because the name of the movie is Sleepwalkers. That's it. That's what I was trying to put in. So it's Sleepwalkers, 1992. So it is 30, over yeah. 30 years old. Yeah. It's over 30 years old, folks, but Sleepwalkers if you haven't seen it. So there you go. Cat people, rat people, and, and cat cats. People. Yep. Well, they're not cat people. They're regular cats. They're domesticated cats. And fuck these people. Oh, that's right. They're the people. Yeah, are, that's yeah, why they hate like domesticated cats. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah. That movie yeah. wasn't good. No, it wasn't good. <laughs> Uh, you know what, man? Maybe we'll review it on its next anniversary. I remember watching We missed that 30 movie. years, so maybe we'll wait till 35 years or 40 or whatever. And then we'll <laughs> oh, dude, it. it's got to be 40. Well, with that, that's going to bring us to the end of the show. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to this week's 3FN podcast featuring our review of The Evil Dead Rise. Of course, next week we will be back with the 3FN Movie Club review. Speaking of anniversaries, for the 30th anniversary. We'll be reviewing the Sylvester Stallone classic. I keep saying it like that. Cliffhanger. Masterpiece. I can't wait to rewatch this film. I remember as a kid liking it, but most of these old action films, when you go back and rewatch them, can't be good. But I think it's going to be fun for you listeners. I think John Lithgow is amazing in this movie, from what I remember, but I don't think it's a good movie. Once again, next week, I'm sure we'll have a lot of fun either way. But next next week, 3FM Movie Club Review, 30th anniversary of Cliffhanger. Now, folks, we're at time to say goodbye. Hopefully, you guys had a good time. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And most importantly, later, nerds. Later. And Harry Potter just sucks people. And uh, I I came up with something witty. Listen, because Diesel would have been here. If you're ever in a situation where somebody rips your scalp out, just skull fuck (laughs) them. And now you hit the... (laughs) Harry Potter just sucks people. Send all your hate to Red X 230 on Twitter. (laughs)